You have to wash dishes by hand until then? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a nightmare. A That's right. You're living a nightmare. Look at this bullshit. Now, is flatware on back order? Because you could just throw that shit out and get new stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you just... You know, use, it for, uh, use it for target shooting. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Pull! <laughs> I'll, uh... What was it? Don't tell mom the babysitter's oh. dead. Absolutely, yeah. The dishes are done, the dishes man. Dishes are done, man. Strong <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what, was, what was her name? Is it Christina Applegate? Applegate. Christina yeah. Applegate. It was like vintage Christina Applegate. What What isn't vintage Christina Applegate? Yeah. I'm telling you. It's <laughs> a good question. I don't have an answer for you on that one. Colson's looking a little too excited about the Applegate stuff. We need to change topics. Get, get your head in the game, Colson. <laughs> <laughs> if this goes on much longer, you might have a Applegate gate situation. <laughs> we don't want that. At- That's still my favorite episode title um, that we've ever had. Yeah, the gate gate. Gate gate. So good. I did think of a. Um, I had looked back and some of our old, I mean, uh, well, all of our episodes, but uh, some of them have weird names, you know. And at some point, they're old, you know. We've been doing this for so long. Uh, I forgot some of the older ones' names, okay. and I think it might. Colson, this is like a Colson style game. Maybe, maybe this would be a better for you, but like, um, like choose the right, yeah. uh, choose the real one. Oh, uh, I see. Well, episode title. Yeah. Right. I don't even know what the other categories would be. Was the, but we could just come up with random stuff and just say, was this a title hmm. of, of, right. a, of a show that you were on and put out? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or an Alex Jones podcast. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, here, I'm just throwing one of these out of, out of here. Episode 61 from May 20th, 2014 is... Mothra and Seven. <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> I was just saying, I think there's a lot of space here. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh... It, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. Who doesn't love the bounce castle? Hitler. Just prepare to... Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a wash and unbeatable goodness. Welcome, Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is August 30th, 2020, and this is episode 470. This show, we're going to discuss the player protests, and we're going to get our playoff predictions in. Joining me are all three of our analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? 
Shout out to civility. I gotta call for civility again, people. I'm getting tired of this. Shout out. From Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? Uh, shout out is going to include a short movie review. Um, recently, I watched uh, the movie Marshall, which is a biopic about uh, Thurgood Marshall. Um, and it, it kind of has a almost a weird kind of light touch comedy element, buddy cop thing. And I wasn't too sure about it. And um, the more I watched it, the more I realized that there's a sort of an absurd agony to being a, you know, a powerful, prominent black man in the 40s. Um, and uh, that role was uh, played by uh, the incomparable uh, Chadwick Boseman. And just a couple days, he was taken from us uh, at 43 years old of colon cancer. Um, shout out to the Black Panther. All right, B. Shout out. All right, B. From Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. I wish I had something happier to follow that up with, but uh, also sad shout outs for Cliff Robinson and Lute Olson this week. Mm. Tough week. Uh, screw 2020, man. Mm-hmm. You know, every every time uh, we th- we think it couldn't get worse, it does. So we should uh, back off that. You know, should stop thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Stay out of the prediction game. That would be that would be helpful. Uh, I just I have a real brief Chadwick Boseman story. Apparently, um, he went to a cancer unit and. Uh, uh, because these two young boys had said that they were going, they were staying alive. They were in terminal cancer. Um, they were staying alive to watch Black Panther. Um, and he went, you know, before the movie came out, he went and saw them. Um, and, you know, the entire time he has cancer and isn't sharing it with the public. Um, and uh, he said it just made him uh, want to go uh, work out harder, work on his accent harder, um, and deliver to these kids. And, um, you know, uh, just a wonderful man, and, and uh, I'm just I'm just super bummed. So, all right, gentlemen. So the playoffs uh, this year ha- had some interruptions. Um, we uh, uh, had another another event in uh, Kenosha, uh, Wisconsin, uh, and the players, uh, particularly Milwaukee's, with with uh, it's near Milwaukee and. Uh, the, I think the Milwaukee Bucks were playing the Orlando Magic that night, and um, they didn't feel like it was right to play that that game, and um, at least at that time. So, so they, uh, in protest, uh, sort of boy- boycotted the game, and and uh, all the games uh, got pushed back. I think they just, you know, wanted to have discussion about that. Uh, Jason. Um, what do you think about the player protests, and uh, you think they were impactful or? Uh, I guess sort of what are your general thoughts on the whole the whole the whole ordeal? Well, I mean, I'm always a big fan of collective action, um, especially when it comes from a, a, a labor perspective using your collective power and platform to to raise awareness about important issues. Um, and so I was moved by this. I thought it was a um, a very powerful statement. Um, to sort of just just shut the league down, right? And I mean, really, 
focus the spotlight on this issue that has not stopped. Um, I, I think that there have been multiple shootings of black men since George Floyd was uh, murdered back when all these Black Lives Matter protests sort of initially sparked. And, um, you know, at the time, players were reticent to go back to the the bubble in part because they felt like they could do more for their communities in place. And so I think that this was just a, them collectively reaching a boiling point, right? Um, so, I mean, I, I think it was a great thing. I was especially proud um, to see Broad Ripple alum uh, George Hill uh, at the front of this and really uh, seeming to take a leadership role in stepping up and saying, look, this isn't right. Like, we there are things going on that are bigger than basketball and we need to focus the spotlight on that. So kudos to the Bucks and, and kudos to the league really for, for following suit, I guess, and, and sort of supporting their players. Um, but yeah, but kudos to the Bucks this is a player driven thing. So yep. they deserve the credit. Yeah. Yeah. And the, uh, that night, after they had a you know a big meeting with all the players and it was apparently pretty contentious and you know there was talk about just ending the season right there there were at least a couple teams and the Clippers and the Lakers that were ready to call it um, regardless of how you feel about that uh, which can say is that you know they certainly have used this moment to leverage the league to make sure that um, Adam Silver and the league is aware that the changes that are made, the money that they're putting out there to try and address some of this stuff, you know, the expectation is that that continues, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it is what it is. The NBA can only do what it does, but they have done a good job thus far listening to their players, and, um, you know, the players have done a great job of le- leveraging their position to make sure that, you know, they are trying to, you know, be the change that they want, right? So. Uh, one of the cool things that uh, came out of this is that uh, every NBA arena um, is now going to be a voting place. Um, so uh, that is true here in Baker's Life Fieldhouse. So that will be a place that you can go and vote on Election Day. Um, I, I did a stupid thing, uh, guys. I, I went and uh, got on the Internet about this. And whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, yeah, yeah, no. Um, and I, I just want to say that for those out there that that's you know that were saying that this is a a bad hill for the for the uh, NBA players to die on because uh, uh, Jake uh, Jacob Blake is uh, an unsavory person with sexual assault outstanding warrants and whatnot. Um, I don't care. That's incredibly stupid argument. Um, Police are not allowed to be judge, juror, and executioner, and you just can't shoot somebody in the back seven times. It's just this is this is the point. The 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 reason the players stop playing basketball is because we want to come up with excuses why this was okay, and it's just not okay, and it has to stop. And I'm getting on the internet and seeing people being like, "This is reasonable. It's not. It's we can't live in a world where this is even acceptable or reasonable." And this is why basketball stopped. This is why you can't watch your game because this is unreasonable. Um, I, you know, apparently his kids were in the car and saw it happen. Like, this is just, this is unbelievable. 
Yeah, I made the mistake of actually watching the video. Yeah, yeah I was just gonna say I didn't. I was I was not mm. intending to watch it, but was, was scrolling through Twitter and it was there posted, and it is jarring. It is yeah, bad to um, my stomach. It's awful. It, the 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 lack of of recognition of humanity, it, it for Jacob Lake is really the the jarring thing. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I can't say anything. I mean, the guy's at point-blank range, and she shoots him yeah. in the back seven times, his kid's watching there. Like, that's just, like, we need to be better as a society. That's just... Yeah. Because he might be going for a gun. I mean, the also the ju- juxtaposition of of uh, Might be Kyle... going for a knife. They, right. They didn't know Whatever. anything about a gun. Exactly, exactly. They don't know nothing. And, and uh, you're right there um, with a gun pointed on him. Like, why do we have not different levels of... I, you know, and the, the juxtaposition of, of the the kid, 17-year-old kid Kyle, who shoots right. three mm-hmm. people uh, in, in the protest, um, and then with his hands up with, with an automatic rifle saying, I shot these people, um, is allowed to go home um, and get his due process from the law, um, even though he's actually shot human beings. Um, because he's white. I mean, is, do we have another reason? Is there another reason why this is so different? Um, it's just, I don't know. I, I was, I, part of me really wanted basketball not to come back because this is just, I, I just, I'm not sure that, that, um, that them taking three nights off was enough of an impact. Like, it's just, this is just, it, it's not stopping. It's not even curbing. It's slowing down or anything. Um, if not, it, maybe it's maybe it's getting worse. It just feels like it. So, I mean, it certainly refocused the spotlight and conversation on this issue. You know, which because we're America and you know we have short attention spans and we live in a twenty-four hour news cycle now, it's easy to forget all of the things that are important and. You know, protests have been continuing to go on across the country, certainly not at the levels that they were immediately in the wake of the George Floyd um, killing, but uh, it's important to know that these things are still happening and that there are people out there that are fighting for justice and, you know, that that there is still an issue that needs to be done. I mean, I, th- I think that it's easy sometimes to, you know, see the country up in arms and then things go back to somewhat normal or as normal as they can be in these, you know, <laughs> crazy, weird, funky times that we're in right now. Um, and you sort of think it's okay. Right. And I mean, you see, you see it reflected in the polls, right? Like, um, you know, immediately in the wake of, of George Floyd's shooting, you see this, this huge support for black lives matter, uh, protests amongst you know white middle class people 63 65 70 percent it's already i mean that was five weeks ago or something like that right it's already Gone. down it's it's down to less than 50 percent are in support of this now right and so it's it's an issue that needs to be brought to our attention you know as white people constantly like we just need to keep ringing the, the alarm bell right until things are different um yeah do you am i 
Uh, am I wrong? It, 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 perhaps if, if, if basketball just goes away, then we, we stop keeping this thing in the news cycle? Like, is it, maybe is it best that the players come back so they can keep talking about this stuff? I mean, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm overstating it. I just, you know, again, I made the mistake of getting on the Internet, and all these people were like, oh, I'm never watching basketball again. Why are you being so political? And I'm going, what, what is going on? Like, I hope you never watch basketball again because you're just – you don't deserve to watch these incredibly talented men do amazing games, amazing things on the floor. Like I fine, you know, and I, you know, I know that, you know, there's that, the, the, the famous line from, from Jordan back in the nineties, which is Republicans, uh, buy sneakers too. Uh, but like, this isn't a, a Republican Democrat issue. This isn't a political issue. This is, this is a, structural racism issue <laughs> and I don't care what side of the aisle you're on or who you're going to vote for this needs to be dealt with the, 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 this, is, this is stacked against um, a group of people um, the system is rigged and, and the fact that the NBA um, is shining a light on it is awesome but I don't know I don't know where it ends and I'm just um, I'm, you know, I'm just really devastated it's been a really hard week <laughs> I mean, I would disagree that that's not a political issue. Yeah, <laughs> but I, sure, I mean, sure. the players. You, you see what I'm saying? I, I, I guess I mean it's not. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's totally yeah. a political issue, <laughs> and it is. It's a lot about politics, and and there's a reason why all of the stadiums are now going to be voting places, right? <laughs> right, and you know the players. Obviously, they have their own choice to make here, and you know I, I can't remember who asked the question, but you know it's like, hey, what are you going to do if we all go home? You know, right. And mm-hmm. you know, do we have a better platform here to do what we need to do than we do out there, right? And I understand the math. There's no perfect answers here, um, but I'll certainly certainly stand behind what they're what they're trying to achieve here. Um, and you know, certainly not every league has done as well. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the owner of Real Salt Lake, MLS team. Uh, no. Apparently, there were similar strikes in that league. Mm-hmm. Asked about it mm-hmm. on the radio. His quote was, it's like someone stabbed you, and then you're trying to figure out a way to pull the knife out and move forward. That's what it feels mm. like. The disrespect was profound to me personally. Um, mm. really? Obviously, it was, it, was, it was almost like being shot in the back seven times. Uh, it, it, obviously, after <clears throat> a few hours, they found a way to try and walk that bass back as best they could uh, and he's now decided that he's going to sell the team under what I can only assume is uh, the, you know, an offer he couldn't refuse from the MLS <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, what was like being stabbed? The uh, his player's his not players going to play for boycotting right. the game Yeah. Oh So yeah, it was I... super good Cool, cool Super Very sensitive cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, not tone deaf at all there. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in some ways, I mean, I, I see what you're saying, Colson, that, you know, if you really want to, whatever, punish America for, you know, doing these things or whatever, like, take away, this this is our entertainment and we are the beholders of this and we're going to take this away, um, that's fine. But again, I come back to this idea that America has a... a 35 second 
attention span. A goldfish and, attention span. <laughs> right, exactly. And so it's it if you if you walk away completely, it's a story for a week, and then right. People are working in their communities. That's great, but the platform is is gone. The conversation is gone. And so sure. by playing now, all of these players, which by the way are doing a a, a monumental thing, they're in the middle of just the weirdest situation ever they haven't been with their their families for weeks uh they've been isolated in this this place where they can't go anywhere um even more restricted than than we are in our you know coronavirus lives and they're they're trying to play for a championship which is usually their number one mental focus and takes a ridiculous amount of energy and effort and they're trying to be social justice warriors right so that set aside that's an amazing thing but now that these games are playing they have an opportunity every night you know there are post-game interviews every night right media cover these things like they interview coaches coaches have and they can use those platforms to get their message out right i mean yeah and they should (laughs) yeah in addition to that they're also making a bunch of money and while money in and of itself does not change the world. It's often a necessary precursor to getting the job done. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that you'll see a lot of uh, large and generous donations from these guys right. uh, to groups that are working really hard every day to, uh, you know, to make the change that these guys are, are, are talking about. For sure. And also, ahead, um, along with that, Harper, I, I think – this is a standard across the Pacers, but you know, I think if you when you start as a Pacer, and I'm not sure around the league if this is mandatory, but uh, everybody has a um, foundation that they set up for a cause they believe in, um, and um, there's going to be some stuff you know coming out of those, which which is you know partially funded by you know the the incomes that these guys have. They have money to give back, and they're they're this is front and foremost for a lot of people now uh so you know change is going to come uh it's going to take some time but um you know these guys have got a lot of resources and uh, a lot of motivation to do that um so i I would recommend if you um you know have interest i know everybody's got their own i think i heard an interview with malcolm brogdon but he's uh um his is on uh I think it was for water, just just making sure. Um, uh, I'm not sure where in Africa, but there was some places he was focusing on just that people had, you know, clean drinking water because it's, you know, it's obviously a necessity and it's not solved everywhere in the world. So, um, and once that stuff is, you know, once some of these problems go away like that, you know, people are able to um, focus on the next thing, you know, which you're not worried about that is your primary concern then but things like this are coming so and i know that these guys uh, um are working towards this and and um they're being smart about this and they're, they're getting organized well uh, you know and that's the thing too joe it's not just about uh these fantastic foundations that these players you know are putting out with their own money there's there is this collective power that they have over uh the governors the the ownership right um these these owners uh, of these basketball teams are billionaires and they have pull in their communities. Um, and if the players have some pull over those uh, governors is the term, not owners, um, then then, you know, 
maybe that there can be some affected change that way as well, you know, um, that, that some actual stuff can be moved uh, politically through some of this stuff. Um, because, you know, if the players say we're walking away unless X and X and X happens, then some stuff's going to happen. So um, good on them. Yeah. I mean, everybody lost a bunch of money <laughs> and does not want to lose anymore. Right. And so, again, to get to Harper's, that's the thing that's, that drives all of this stuff. But, you know, you, can, you, you need money to change things, and you can also use the ability for people to gain money as a... As a uh, it's a carrot and a stick. Right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, one last thing to um, to speak to your internet trolls out there who are saying that you know a person a la Jacob Blake is is it's okay or whatever it's it's quasi justified is listening to an interview with Deray McKesson and I've heard him say this many times before. Who he's a, a great activist and and explain these things explains these things very simply sort of behind the eight can't wait movement but he he said you know he, he'll be in these conversations with folks that will voice that kind of opinion and and you know he says you know like well what would it take for your son it'd be okay for the police to shoot your son where is that line for you if your son was a you know had committed you know whatever I, I forget what Jacob Blake was accused of or even convicted of, but is that no enough? convictions? Is that, is there was a warrant okay? out. Yeah. Is it okay now? So right, yeah. It's heavy, but you know. One last shout out on this subject, uh, Kenny Smith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, shout yeah. out <laughs> walking offset, super strong, big mic drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out. It was very yeah. Very, it was very cool that he did yeah. that. Yeah, he's a good dude. All right, guys. Um, th- yeah, this is something that's uh, I, well. You know what? We're gonna have a lot more opportunities to talk about this because uh, stuff isn't changing mm-hmm. uh, right away. So uh, we're gonna have more to say about this. But so we, the next thing we want to talk about is. Uh, the playoffs they 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 were on pause temporarily but um they're moving again and the players decided that uh, they were ready to start back up so they did um and as we do for uh every year and, and every round of the playoffs we, we do our predictions and uh, review uh how well some of us did how some how well some of us didn't do in the previous round um so Harper, do you uh, do you want to talk about uh, about that and and particularly about uh, people who did well in the previous <laughs> week? <laughs> um, yeah, it turns out that uh, Joey, you had a, uh, a, a, a a stranglehold on the uh, first round here. Yes. Um, we'll go through the f- East first because it's easy. Um, <laughs> Not very competitive on the East this year. Uh, obviously, Pacers fall to Heat uh, in four. None of us had the number on that, but uh, Jason and I do get points for uh, picking the bad guys. Um, mm, boo. I'll take my points. <laughs> um, Celtics and Sixers, everything else – 
the only one that wasn't a sweep was the Bucks, right? So uh, that was the only one that we all picked as a sweep. <laughs> <laughs> so we all Perfect. get a point for that. Uh, Raptors Nets goes four. Uh, Joey and I both get a pair for that. Uh, Celtics in four. Joey alone gets that. Um, so Joey has five points out in the East alone. Um, but I do manage to keep pace by uh, picking picking the Death Star there. You guys look all right in my rear view. I'll, I'll say yeah. that. <laughs> um, there's two series still ongoing out there, so this isn't all settled yet, Mr. Joe. Uh, Nugs trail the Jazz three games to two. None of us had Utah in that series. Uh, and then Rockets and Thunder yeah. at 3-2. Uh, Houston leads that. I have the Rockets in six, so I assume I will be getting two points for that soon. <laughs> um, the Clippers and Mavs, that happened in six games. Clippers win, and somehow nobody had six. But hmm. we all had the Celtics. So, Colson, you and I screwed that up somehow. We both had five. Okay. I don't know what the deal was there. Uh, and then, sadly, the Blazers go down in five in very shorthanded fashion to the Lakers. Uh, a sad series that first couple games showed a lot of promise, but uh, injuries at the end of the day. Yeah, she without Dame. Uh, it was bad. It was bad. Without Collins. I mean, they were just yeah. – they had nine guys dressed – for their last game. In game five, yeah. Yeah, it was brutal. Um, so Joey gets two points there. Um, Boo. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take my points. So as it stands, I currently have Joey with eight, uh, me with seven, and Jason and John tied with five. You guys can check mm. my math later. Mm. We got some work to do, JT. Hey. That's why there's more than one round, specifically for us to yeah. catch Joe. <laughs> All right. So I'm on your heels. You better be rooting for uh, the Thunder tonight, Joey. Hmm, that's a tough ask. <laughs> <laughs> we had the Rockets in five, so you're you're already out the window on getting the number there. Okay. All right, uh, well, we want to move on to our predictions. Um, we're going to have to do some uh, contingencies here because uh, some teams were not polite enough to uh, sweep out or, or win quicker. We have to do one contingency. Uh, I've got Houston penciled. Okay, okay. Um, well, let's start in the East. Um, the the uh, 1-5 matchup, Milwaukee versus Miami. They have not played yet. Uh as of recording, so it is zero zero. Colson, who you got in this series? Um, so fun fact: uh, Miami is the only team to beat the Milwaukee Bucks uh, twice this season. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I think, Miami looked incredibly ready. They looked well coached, precise. Uh, they uh, annihilated us. Now, granted. Uh, we don't have anybody close to uh, a Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, I don't. I don't know. The Bucks have been the best team all year. Um, 
I'm, I'm going to go with uh, the Bucks are going to win this, but it's going to be harder than it should be. It's going to be a uh, tough six-game series for the Bucks. Most of them going down to the wire. Maybe one blowout by the Bucks. You take notes of this, Harper, so we can get extra extra points for that. Extra right? points <laughs> for that. Where, where does all that stuff fit into the uh, the equation? Uh, that's case like of a, a point deductions that to judges rule. Exactly. Yeah. In the case of a push, if there's <laughs> two blowouts, Colson loses. <laughs> all right. JT. Yeah. So. I haven't actually even pondered this series that much until now, to be perfectly honest. Uh, the uh, thing that worries me about the Bucks is my, my inkling is that they give up a bunch of threes. Is that true? Like, I feel like they... Yeah, so actually they are one of the worst teams in the league at okay. defending the three. Yeah. Right. Um, and Miami shoots a bunch, and they hit a lot. So I think they hit fun. more than they shoot. Yeah, that's what it felt like. That's what it felt like. (laughs) If you're Duncan Robinson, that seems to be the truth. Um, Well, so you were you were demoted from the math uh, third and third in line for the math stuff. (laughs) Was I third in line? Uh, Who was I over? Over me because I'm I was lazy. Okay. Well, I think it's going to be interesting because it's going to be a um, contrast in styles, I guess, as far as who's actually on the floor because Milwaukee tends to play a little bit bigger. They typically have one of the Lopez guys out there all the time. Um, and Giannis is, is a giant of a human being. Whereas, uh, Miami tends to have, uh, what's his name? Bam out there as the biggest guy on the floor. And he's what? Six, nine or six, ten or something like that. And then a bunch of shooters and, and stupid Jimmy Butler. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to go back and forth. I think that it's going to be a style or a, um, uh, a matchup of of styles. Uh, Milwaukee has the best player in the series, and typically that's who you want to go with in, in Giannis. But I think that this goes seven, and I think that Miami takes it. Um, I think that Spolstra is, is, again, playing 3D chess and... Uh, Bud, you know, Bud can open the checker box. He's not having problems with that. He actually can open the chess box, but he's oh. not at two-dimensional chess, but or three-dimensional chess. He can just he see can all the pieces like the... in the box. He kind of knows what they look like. Right. He knows where they right. go on the board, at least. He knows <laughs> what most of them can do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I, I see this series pretty differently. I, I, I actually don't think the Heat are that good. <laughs> okay. And they're a lot okay. better than us. <laughs> but I don't think they're that good. Yeah. Um, the Bucks are middle of the pack, both for three-point making and three-point defense. Hmm. But those guys in the paint are the best that there are. Um, mm-hmm. They're just absolute monsters. Giannis is DPOY. Um, I mean, this team has got all kinds of weapons. Um, and you know, I suppose Bud's done a decent job this year. He's fine. Whatever. Mm-hmm. He's now he's now officially a middle of the pack coach for me. So, um, I've got Bucks in five. I think they're good. I I was tempted to take Bucks in four. Okay. Bucks wow. are gonna bring it. 
I like it. I like that. I think uh I think I might go I might do it. I might go mm-hmm. for for a sweep by the Bucks. Um I don't think that uh I don't think that you know as the Pacers were a bad matchup uh so we keep telling ourselves um <laughs> I don't think the Bucks are. And I mean yeah. I actually I actually kind of believe that. I, I do. But I don't think the Bucks are and they're not. I don't think they're going to have trouble I- until the conference finals, and then and then I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think they're going to. The rip. I think that I think that just the pure talent level on this team is 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 too high. Um, and I know you know the players are all prepared for the games. Like George Hill, you know we know is prepared for the games. In fact, did you guys see? Uh, he missed the uh, the national anthem for for the last game. Did you guys see that? Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he was asked about it, and uh, let me let me get the the proper quote here. Um, this is on why he, this is George Hill on why he was in the locker room during the anthem, and his quote is, "I think I shit every time before the game." <laughs> Very good. So you know he's ready to play. Yeah, sure. Bowels purged, ready to go. Clean colon. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I, this is like that age-old question: Do I want the Heat to do really well so I feel less bad about how badly we got stomped, or hmm. <laughs> you know? Well, we can talk about in, in the Thursday show. We're gonna dish all that, uh, all the blame to Nate, and then uh, we can move on with our. Okay, lives. cool. Yeah, I like. I that. love not looking in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so that's everybody. Um, the next matchup is the two-three matchup: Boston in Toronto. In Toronto being the higher seed. Um, as of recording, actually, Game One has already happened, and Boston took that. Uh, I'm going to ask you guys to forget that, and if you've seen the game, forget that. Um, the best you can. JT, where do you think this one's gone? So I have done some thinking about this series. This is an intriguing series. This is like two teams that um, play similar styles, um, have similar weapons and makeup, and maybe, I mean, definitely two of the coaches that matter in this league going toe-to-toe. Yeah, I think it comes down to... to, um, shooting i guess and then who deals with pascal siakam right i think that's going to be the difficulty for for boston to defend um and i think that keeping uh walker out of the lane and getting that boston engine going is going to be the challenge for the for the raptors um kyle lowry's a little banged up which i don't like um, but he's always a little bit banged up that's that's fair but um and and the the rappers are deep, so they have a bunch of dudes that can sort of step in and do things. Uh, you know, Fred Van Vliet can fill a lot of those minutes. But um, I mean, this is definitely like a I'm I'm picking from my heart because I I think that Boston is the better team here, uh, but I'm gonna go with the Raptors in seven because uh, I'm gonna see them defend that title. Mm-hmm. 
Harper, who you got? Uh, I've got the Celtics. Uh, <laughs> I think they're a really good team. Um, even looking ahead to playing the Bucks, I think they got the best chance of every team in the in the East to to keep them out of the finals. Um, the Raptors are one of those teams. They've got, I, I mean, obviously the defending champs they do have playoff experience, but they get their engine running so high during the regular season. They play at such a high level all the time. Um, I think the Celtics still have another gear that they can get to. Um, they've already lost. I'm a uh, Hayward. Hayward. Yep, Hayward's gone for the year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but even without him, uh, they still have Kemba, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum, who are all just super excellent and can pour it in. Uh, and two of those guys are, you know, uh, elite defenders on the perimeter. So they're going to make life very hard for the Raptors, I think. Um, and as good as Nurse's coach this year, Brad Stevens still better. Um, I will take the Celtics. Um, not a short series, but I'll take them in six. Cool. Tell me why I'm wrong. Um, I do feel a little bit uh, like uh, this is Boston's time. Like they they they're just ready to go now, um, and that the, that taking down the Raptors is going. This is going to be their sort of their next step in their progression. I'm not saying that the the Celtics are going to win it all this year, but I do feel like they are on an upward trajectory. And taking down the Raptors this series would be kind of a step in that direction. Um, but I'm going to foolishly go with my heart. I really like the Raptors. I, I, I really I, I love how hard they've played uh, coming out and uh, defending this title. Um, and I think that uh, Nurse is going to figure out how to respond to a Brad Stevens punch. And then Brad Stevens is going to punch back. And, you know, um, as, as I'm supposed to forget that Boston got in the first swing. But uh, I, I think that uh, the Raptors figure this out. Uh, they've got the hearts of champions, and they're going to win it in six. In six? Wow. Yeah. Nice. All right. And Har- Harper, where did you land? You were Boston in six. Uh, six. Okay. Well, I think uh, I-, I think this is going to be uh, Boston in, in – I'll go seven on this one. It's. I mean, it's going to be uh, – it's got to go long. I, I mean, Toronto is not going to yeah. – Toronto is not going to roll over. You know, and every time – you know, I think for years – you know, teams have uh, or fans and analysts uh, have discounted Toronto um, because they, you know, they didn't have a superstar. Um, you know, one of the top, top, top guys, um, but they did have a good team and they played well together, uh, and they've got great players. Um, but I think, yeah, Boston is is been on uh, been on the tear, and I think. What was the uh, Eastern was a Eastern Conference f- Finals last year, right? Or did they get knocked out in the semis? Mm. Struggling. I last year was so long ago, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before March is fuzzy for me, so um, right. But I, they've been they've been great and getting better. You know, they had this sort of long term plan of like getting all the you know they had all these draft picks for a long time. I think they've got 
fantastic personnel that fits uh, that fits their what the team you know what the team wants to do what ownership wants to do um and they got rid of Kyrie. I mean, that's good for a. That's got to be good for a semifinal win, right? You think? Who's gonna stop Marcus All, Joey? <laughs> Marcus All. The age-old question. Uh, that would be Brad Stevens' mind. Yeah. Mind control. <laughs> These are not the wins you're looking for. <laughs> So last year the Celtics went down four one to the Bucks in the semis. Okay. All right. So that wraps up the Eastern Conference. Let's move out to the West, which uh, neither of these are fully decided, but we uh, are going to presume the Lakers did win their matchup uh, against Portland, as we mentioned. Uh, so the Houston OKC is uh, one of those teams will match up against the Lakers. Um, I think the Lakers will. I think they're going to do a gentleman sweep for either team. I don't think it matters. <laughs> Interesting. I think they're starting to, you know, they had their, they dropped that game. You know, Portland put up a a, a fight, but uh, I think they. LeBron let them lose a game, and uh, Lillard helped them on. But uh, he's slapping these guys into shape now, and they're gonna they're gonna be a juggernaut uh, going forward. Yeah, yeah, I was wrong about them. I thought they were not playing good basketball, and it was just a sign of they were not a good basketball team. Um, not that they didn't have talent, but they they figured some things out. I was not wrong. I the Portland caught them napping and could have, had they stayed healthy, um, caused a little bit more damage, I think, than, than the douchebag sweep that they were subjected to by the, <laughs> by the Lakers. <laughs> but, the, but LeBron and AD are fully operational now um, and, and ready to go. So, okay, so should OKC come back and win this, as I predicted that they would against the Rockets... And seven A, they're going to be exhausted, and then B, uh, they are no match for the Lakers. No. Right. So, uh, but I I would call Lakers in five because LeBron um, is a big fan of Chris Paul, and so he would give the gentlemanly sweep to mm. his good friend Chris Paul. Mm. Uh, Houston, on the other hand, who actually looks like they'll uh, close the series out soon. Um, uh, got Russ Westbrook back, um, so that's huge for them. At least it's just another body that they can throw out there. And, I mean, this is just going to be a series where, he, I mean, like any series with Houston, they're just going to uh, try to unleash James Harden and uh, shoot a bunch of threes. And they'll catch fire at least two games. Um, but, you know, L.A. can always just – Put LeBron on Harden, and if he's focused, he can kind of put the you know is as good as anybody in the league in putting the clamps down on Harden. So I would say Lakers in six against the Houston team. Colson, where are you at? Yeah, no, I I agree. If if the Thunder come back and win this series, which I predicted they'd lose in a game seven, but let's say the Thunder win, it's a sweep by the Lakers. 
Um, and if Houston does win this in seven, which I did predict, um, uh, James Harden is amazing. And they are going to shoot a bunch of threes, and they're going to hit a bunch of them. And um, I want to say Lakers in five, but um, with Westbrook and oh man, they have no size. Yeah, Lakers in five. I really like six and maybe seven, but I'm going to go with five. <laughs> Uh, I agree with you guys that, yeah, if somehow OKC gets out of there, they're going to get – that's going to be chainsaw through butter territory. That's not going to be worth watching. Uh, good as OKC has played, they're just not up to that task, like, at all. Um, I had the Lakers in five um, over Houston as well, but I'm just feeling like I should do something different here because we're all over the place. I just – Houston is not – has not looked very impressive versus OKC at all. I mean, I will grant you no Westbrook for much of this series, but, man, come on, OKC is just not that good. I'll take the sweep. I don't care. Oof. I love it. Love it. Right. Is everybody right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Got your numbers down? Uh, the last matchup no, I've got is... their numbers down, so... Uh... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, last matchup is the uh, LA Clippers, which defeated the Mavericks 4-2. Uh, they'll be, be playing either Utah or Denver. Utah's up uh, 3-2 right, and actually the game is in progress as we speak. Um, Harper, who you, how do you think the Clippers match up against either of these teams? This one, I think we, we aren't... We aren't uh, as presumptive about how it's going to turn out. No, no. Uh, it looks like, uh, I mean, we all had the Nuggets winning that series one way or another, so the Jazz have been a bit of a surprise. I, I just, I know the Jazz can play great defense, but I really thought the Nuggets were ready to take a step, and they just haven't looked it. Uh, this thing is, uh, I mean, we'll see what happens tonight, but it, it just seems like it's got the Jazz written all over it right now, and Donovan Mitchell has been super special. Um, I think... If the if somehow the Nugs get out of this, they're going to have a ton of momentum, uh, and and that'll definitely be something. Um, but either way, the Clippers are the better team, regardless of which way this goes. Um, and you know, it's it's tough to out defense uh, Kawhi any Kawhi team in the playoffs. Uh, and when points start becoming at a premium. Uh, he does a pretty good job of of getting it in crash time. So I think either way, I'll just take uh, I'll just make this easy and take the Clippers in six. Yeah, well, so I um, I think that the Mavericks were way better than their uh, standings. Uh, you know, we've talked about this that they were like the best offense in the league, um, and Luka Doncic definitely looks like he's um, going to be uh, a perennial MVP candidate. Um, and I think they rightfully took the Clippers to six games. I don't think the Nuggets or the Jazz are as good as the Mavericks, so I'm I will take the Clippers in five either way. Wow, hmm. shade. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, what about you? Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, so I just want to give an anti shout out to Marcus Morris because yeah, right, f that guy, right? Like, come on, like it's just childish to to go after Doncic that way, stepping on his his bum ankle like on purpose, and I thought that one was on accident. Right. Oh, you did you? Okay. But yeah, the rest whatever. of it was all Either. horrible. Right. What was the rest of it? Because I saw the ankle step on, but. Uh, he gave him a tough flagrant right under the basket, like mm. straight for the head. Basically, like punched him in the face. Yeah, like, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, it was it's garbage. And go. then in general, he's the enforcer like, apparently. Yeah, having Which, to put up with like uh, people, you know, calling him a punk ass, you know, whatever white kid. Yeah, Euro trash or whatever. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, d- this kid can clearly play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> he's a ball. He's clearly <laughs> really good. <laughs> But yeah. the Mavs had better get some get better get their own Marcus Morris out there next season, so he doesn't have to put up with this. Stuff, exactly, right? that's, that's right. absolutely true. Yeah. So that's their number one offseason thing is to pick an enforcer. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, because it can't uh, be Porzingis. No, no, he can't stay on the court, let Porzingis, alone punk yeah, anybody. Porzingis Could. can't even right. defend himself. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so yeah, I was surprised. I agree with you, Harper, that I thought Denver was ready after what I saw last year. In the, of them in the playoffs. I thought they were going to be focused and ready to take a step, and Jokic was going to kick it up even another notch. And, I mean, he's been decent, but not uh, dominating from what, what I've seen. Uh, Murray has been the, the breakout star good, of this series. So good. Um, and watching he and Mitchell go head-to-head is 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 just fun oh, yeah. stuff, right? Anyway, slice it. Um yeah, I, th- I mean, I think the Clippers are better than these guys. I, th- I think that um, what's what also is nice for Utah is they're getting contributions from Conley um, after he came back after the birth of his kid. He's like, but he went like seven for eight from three or something like that in one game, and then has been playing solid other otherwise. Um, all right, I you like have to on- knock on wood at the mere mention of Mike Conley. Right. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, okay, let's see. I'm, gonna, I'm taking the Clippers against either of these teams. I guess I'll take the Clippers in seven. Why not, you know? For either team? Yeah. I love it. All right. So, Joe, you've got to pick uh, the other team then. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to. Mm, nice. Ah, I like it. Uh. I think uh, you know Ka- Kawhi is an amazing player, but I think uh, really is a sidekick, uh, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> if only he had like a Pippin or somebody. Uh, yeah, um, but there are there are detrimental uh, players in that team, and some of them that don't pull their own weight. Um, it, it, either way, you know, I guess uh, Utah or Denver, those guys. Uh, you know, Denver. Denver's. Uh, uh, they don't have enough experience in the playoffs to be scared. And, uh, <laughs> nice backhanded compliment. Which is yeah, it's 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 good and bad. And then uh, and Utah. We, we know what we got with these guys. Um, they're fun. They've been fun to watch. So, um, I think I'll take either of those teams in in six. I, I think we can all agree, since you're taking the other in an unknown series against the odds-on favorite, you don't even have to pick a number. We'll just yeah, give yeah, you yeah. two. <laughs> we'll if you give you two. That. If they, that's right, I agree with that. Can we all vote? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's put put a, uh, 
uh, wild card in there. Yeah. I get all of, all of them. Exactly. Now, Joey, there is one omission from when we did the original predictions that I would like to fill in. You have the okay. L.A. Lakers winning everything. The rest of us picked uh, who they would defeat from the East. I don't have who you thought was coming out of the East. Oh, just in general? Oh, I think he said the magic. You didn't Did hear he? that? that yeah. <laughs> I got him down for it now. Um, <laughs> the Orlando come... was the best of the... Uh, the lower seeds. Best of the rest. Oh, <laughs> of the best of the lower seeds. Well, they did have home court, so, you know, there's that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, coming out of the East, let's say... Uh, let's say Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Sounds good. Thank you, sir. Can you remind us what our finals picks were? Uh, yeah, I've got Milwaukee over the Clips in the finals. Uh, you have Toronto over Lala. Uh, Jason, you've got the Clips over Toronto. And uh, Joey, or Lala over Milwaukee. There we okay. go. All right. Well, that wraps up uh, the predictions. So we'll, uh, we'll see how we fare in this next we'll round. We'll see if I need to shred this file or not next week. Yeah. <laughs> hindsight is something I forget. Oh, no, hindsight is hindsight is this year. That's what it is. Ugh. I wish we could do something with that information, yeah. but I think we're stuck. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> All right, well... We got some. We got some good stuff coming at you on Thursday. We're going to be talking about uh, some Pacers stuff, like uh, oh, I don't know, the news that uh, uh, the coach uh, Nate McMillan, who had just been extended, got canned. Uh, we'll, we'll probably talk about that. It might come up. Colson, uh, you're going to get fired up for this, aren't you? I'm already fired up, buddy. Hell yeah! I have a uh, bunch of newspapers. We, ooh, that's that's how you know it's good. That's right. I start reading from and the newspaper. Everything's, yeah. I'm going to another level. Just stay off uh, the. End. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No sorry about that. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm going to stop doing that. It's bad for your mental health. Uh, and we're going to have our uh, Pacers Undebut Awards this uh, on Thursday too. I'm excited about that. Got a Nate sweep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so until then you can hit us up on the social media we are on twitter at undebeatables we're on facebook.com slash theundebeatables our website is theundebeatables.com there's a contact form there you can send us a message or send us an email shout out at theundebeatables.com we got t-shirts for sale on the website slash store uh, just briefly um, everybody go vote uh, you can go to votesaveamerica.com uh, find out if you're registered, um, and if you aren't registered, you can register there. Also, uh, tells you how to volunteer. So um, I think everybody needs to vote, and everybody needs to help a friend vote this year, um, based on the things we talked about earlier this uh, this episode. Uh, for our once and always coach, now in the Hall of Fame, Bobby Sicklinard. Turn out the lights. The party's over. That was good. I got no no criticisms. No follow up.